2: Six second consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy who's feeling slightly better this week, so is going to give way more than he fucking should as far as energy goes in the show, and trying not to match me in that because he's fucking tired or probably hungover, or it's just too goddamn early on a Saturday morning Is my co-host, Matt!
1: It's like all three of those things. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. <laughs> nah, I'm not hungover. but I am tired. I'm always tired now. Yeah. But I'm an old man. That's what happens.
2: I'm starting to finally feel a little bit better. um The stuff that's in my ears, I still have problems with your. You know, once your ear canals start getting uh, irritated and/or not necessarily infected, but just irritated by nasty shit, your from your sinuses, they don't open back up so quickly. They don't. They don't go away from being irritated like that for a while. Yeah. So I'm still kind of suffering from that, but everything else I'm feeling a lot better at least. So no, there that's is good. that.
1: That's good. I'm still so.
2: slightly in Kathleen Turner overdrive for this week, but not nearly as bad as I was last week
1: no 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 yeah you don't sound like a murder mom or serial <laughs> mom or whatever the fuck that movie was <laughs>
2: pussy willow pussy willow jesus christ speaking of murdering in so- moms this week we have juan the beginning of the end yeah man kind of rewrites the story it's a franchise reboot they actually call this a reboot timeline um, okay in the in the juan wikipedia which is the unending resource for everything you need to know about juan it's unimpeachable and unquestionable this is considered timeline two we are now in which right. we have Actually, seen that's what races. i
1: thought because i'm sitting here i'm like okay same names but a completely different story it's like a different universe
2: right <laughs> it's a reboot from the yeah. franchise so which kyoko we get in sadako versus kaoko i have no clue oh um, yeah at this be point amazing because uh this is closer in time to sadako versus Kayoko than the other series or the timeline one that we just finished up with Black Ghost, White Ghost, which even Black Ghost, White Ghost, it was kind of like, well, how is this tied in? Because you just saw Yoshio. Yeah. And like you know Yushio like like a couple of times and that was it
1: <laughs> that's true and you're just like uh, uh, all right
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it was like a homeless guy that was looking for his mom with him and that was in Black Ghost and they just said that his mom was black or all black or whatever you know yeah. like the homeless guy was saying that so I think that's what they were trying to say is like the spirit left from the Kaoko rebirth is just the negative spirit we saw in other parts of the movies like possible a, yeah I, that's the only thing that I can figure out I just recently listened back to the episode because we're doing this so close together i just finished the second edit that
1: or they're just looking for money and there's really no way to even make any of this make sense
2: well that's possible and whenever you get a storyline that wraps up so neatly like it does in the second grudge from 2003 um yeah trying to do what they did with black ghost and white ghost almost seems worse than what they just did here where they're like yeah okay so this is like an alternate timeline i agree different I, history
1: i did not like what they did with those uh but i definitely liked what they did here just all right, fine. Yeah, we're just rebooting. We want to be able to tell this story, but there's only so much ways you can tell the same story over and over again. So we're going to change some details.
2: Well, the curse had become but a higher so- budget
1: movie. Like, right, this yeah. is by Universal, so
2: yeah. Well, the curse, well, it was released here in by Universal, I believe. So I don't know uh, who else backed it, but yeah, the logo at the start of our our version of the film had Universal on it. Absolutely,
1: well, it, it appeared to have more money behind it.
2: Well, as there well. is a Universal Japan too, so I'm not saying that that's yeah. not the case. But yes, this is definitely a bigger budget. Than any of the other ones, even really. Yep. But what oh, I yeah. was what so. I was kind of getting at with the, the reboot and them just jumping back and going to an alternate timeline, I think they just basically wanted to tell the story of the same story of the curse, but like from a different starting point. And th- yeah. this one is really interesting. I like the way that they actually do the timeline, and I can't wait uh, to actually talk about it. So,
1: yeah, no, I know. I really like the way they did this movie. Yeah.
2: Well, let's. Uh, and
1: because they completely and utterly changed who the bad guy is.
2: <laughs> sort of. Yeah. But at the same at the same time um it's still like it's
1: still kind of a sympathetic bad guy but they just changed to it is.
2: Yeah. They, they somehow made it more tragic and less violent. <laughs> for yeah, the origin. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? We want to talk about it so bad. Let's just stop fucking around and let's just do it. All right. Let's do it. All right. So we're going to play the special introduction from our new owner and proprietor, Kevin, and a little announcement about the giveaway, which is actually, I guess, still happening because Kevin hasn't been like, dude, stop playing that already. <laughs> what are you doing? Right. And then after that, we'll have a regular Legion Patreon ad. And this week for the, all-female lineup japanese uh, bands i kind of went back to the well and i picked bands that i've really been enjoying personally so up first is baby metal with papaya hey
3: everyone this is kevin as many of you probably have heard bo will be heading back to school
1: to become a teacher congratulations bo as such, I'll be taking over the reins, managing, and spreading the good word of Legion Podcasts. To kickstart things off, as an added thank you for patrons in June, Legion plans to have Steam Code giveaways for current Patreon backers. A random person will be picked
4: from the Patreon every other week or twice per month, and the winners can choose from the available Steam Codes. Thank you so much for supporting Legion Podcast. You can reach me on Twitter or the Legion Discord group. My username is at LonelyBob. See you around.
3: This'll keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting. But that comes at a cost. What's thou like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on LegionPodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts for just two bucks a month you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to patreon and for five dollars you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie all of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts we appreciate it and thank you for listening now back to the cutting room
2: I got sucked into that. Baby metal and papaya. That was fucking awesome.
1: That was really good. That was some good shit to wake (laughs) you up in the morning.
2: I still think it's really fucking funny that this kind of music is something that you never even knew you needed in your life.
1: Yeah, never did. I I, I never knew I would enjoy it this much.
2: (laughs) The hybrid of like pop and metal and grind and all the other weird shit that they do and just baby metal alone is totally worth listening to. And like, it's Japanese pop, so it's like really like bubblegum saccharine fucking pop mixed in with metal and it should not work. You should fucking hate it. Your ears should just reject it, but they make it It fucking work. I don't know how, but they fucking do. And why don't we work for the audience and do the review of juan the beginning
1: all right juan the beginning of the end uh we start with like uh it's almost like a grainy film uh somebody's following a child welfare check uh so we have a child welfare worker and a police officer they're they're doing this wellness check and we see it's the murder house uh they're looking for a young man a young boy named toshio and the place is just trash smells bad and they find him in a closet dead as the cameraman he looks in there he falls down you know he's all, everyone's kind of freaked because they see a dead body uh that's why one thing i kind of like about these movies they don't treat it like oh i found a dead body whatever you know it, it actually affects people as i think it would any normal person who doesn't see a dead body on a regular basis
2: yeah i don't disagree it actually is really well done the way that they yeah. react and uh
1: they definitely because have a, so many american movies someone finds a dead body and they go oh oh dear uh what happened
2: yeah they act uh, like i do when i find them basically yeah yeah what how many dead bodies are you finding uh my lawyers advise me not to answer that question
1: and how many lawyers is that again as many as the dead bodies you find i did
2: <laughs> <laughs> i forget what my response was that i was using because you just broke me up with that but it's just it's enough to be floral. yeah
1: all right <laughs> anyway as the cameraman he falls down we see uh toshio behind him kind of rise up and then he grabs the camera he's looking around he looks down and she is right in front of him and then this is where we cut to our first story because again it goes in stories uh so that's how we're covering this and we go to our first story yui uh, as a young teacher, uh, a young teacher named Yui, she is taking over a classroom for another teacher about halfway through the year. Even though she's young and everything, she's pretty qualified for the job, but she's nervous about it because it's the first time taking over a class.
2: It also kind of seems that perhaps this lady knows this classroom is fucking cursed and is just throwing a sacrificial lamb to it right now. Kind of seems that way uh just the way she's acting where she's like yeah yeah that's fine just go just go like she's trying to be really dismissive
1: and and it also could be the fact that they haven't heard from the old teacher for a while so it's not that she knows anything is cursed but this lady's like god where's that other goddamn teacher
2: um yeah she's in a fucking dire situation where she doesn't even care that this lady's qualified or not at this point
1: yeah she needs somebody to fill that seat to teach the rest of the year for these kids or else she's fucked yeah um She's happy. She calls her boyfriend, lets him know. And then while she's leaving the schoolyard, she sees a yellow umbrella in the middle of the yard. She walks in the middle of it and we see it's made this weird spiral. This is something new to the to the story. Uh, so anyway, later on, uh, she's talking to her boyfriend at home, and she's nervous about teaching and all that. And he's a script writer. Uh, none of that really makes any sense. This is all just kind of puffiness to show a connection between her and her boyfriend.
2: Oh, it's just a, a life that they're supposed to have together. But it also explains some things too whenever she starts operating machinery and stuff like that that like you know a teacher necessarily wouldn't know
1: yeah (laughs) because her boyfriend's able to do it so i taught her how right Right. all right so uh at school she's kind of going over the notes of the previous teacher and she sees that a certain student named toshio has missed a lot of class um She talks to the principal, and she says the old principal met and talked with the parents. It's not like they just forgot about him, she says. And she says, now he's your student. So uh, later on in class, uh, she's kind of walking around, you know, uh, going through a lesson, and she sees a spiral symbol, that same one she was standing in, uh, uh, carved into Toshio's desk. That's the end of that story. Not a whole lot to go off here, not a whole lot to really recover. The action isn't starting yet but it's it, it'll get ramped up. It's a slow burn to start everything off.
2: Yeah. I was looking up to see if there was anything significant for spirals because spirals show up like a lot.
1: Well, I mean, it, spirals are the whole thing for the ring. I right? Mean, they called it the spiral.
2: Yeah. Well, and it's another mark for O is what I just found in okay. Japan, like a spiral. It was like another mark for what would be used for like O or a circle or something along those lines. But there's a lot of, I, I mean, just spirals in general, I guess, are creepy because it starts in the beginning and you know like you end up just it's either out or inward you know you're either spiraling into a descent or you're just coming out but moving around in the circle over and over again that's ever growing and that's how it creates it and yeah. it's like a, you know it's symbol for mazes and stuff like that so the, the confusion or just like the, the idea of being lost or what have you but I think in this case um, they're trying to show the world of the cursed ghosts and how it connects to the world of humans and that's what the spirals symbolize huh. you know because Yeah. Just kind of what they were going with here, because whenever the people are first introduced to it, there's always one spiral. And then as as this, as this grows, it becomes like it grows into two and then the people start drawing them themselves. And it's sort of like symbolic of that other world slowly calling to them kind of like when they were haunted in the original films, they would see visions of what their future would be in some way, shape or form and not know that that was their death. This film does that as well. And I think the spirals are part of that. Um, When you start noticing the symbols, or if you come upon one that someone else drew, it it helps spread that curse. It helps mark you. Yeah. Kind of like getting Kayoko's diary does, but in this case, the marks it's just like a way to build the tension without doing the slow build That we got in the other ones, it's more of a symbolic and kind of flashy thing that they're doing. I see that, yeah. And I'm not saying that as a disparaging comment at all. It's just they're setting it up here, and I wanted to acknowledge it and talk about it without really spoiling what happens. But it's a motif.
1: It is a motif. So uh, then we go to the next story, Uh, Nanami. I'm gonna say Nanami. All right, we see some schoolgirls. They are going to check out a supposed haunted house. One of the girls, uh, it's four of them, but one of the friends, Nanami, she's. very scared she's easily frightened you know she's a bit skittish they get to the house and they go inside it's obviously murder house, uh, but it's very clean and put together inside. One of the girls mentions that her sister is trying to, Their her renter's company owns the house and they're trying to find renters, but they're having problems doing so. They're all kind of looking around, just talking, but it's all kind of really boring to them. But then Narami, she starts hearing kind of moaning type noises up the stairs. So she goes even further up the stairs than the other girls are. Well, one of the girls finally asks, why are we here? What, I mean, who told you? And she goes, well, my sister says you can sometimes hear laughing and footsteps child laughing and footsteps then they find these weird child drawings of just her you know just weird looking stuff that you can't tell like somebody laying in a bed somebody's head on fire they kind of just laugh them off
2: yeah well the one guy's face is covered in red which we know that that symbolizes but then there's another person that like it looks like their jaw is all distorted and they make fun of how badly it's drawn but Uh those of us that have seen these films know that that's not what that represents for that jaw being drawn down like that
1: no no we all know what's uh get ready to happen here
2: yeah yeah we know how jaws work in the fucking juon series and we're waiting for it so that's what this film does well it yeah it grabs pieces of things that the fans of the series would want to see in a Juan film and repurposes it in a new way that is not really like that different than the way we saw it before but just enough to where it feels fresh. I think it's a really well-done reboot, and I want to point that out here, because these are, are predictive. These And you can tell that they're predictive, because you've watched the other films, and you know what these are going to represent for the drawings. And the fact that you figure it out on your own, it doesn't take away from your enjoyment. It's a nice thing to see that they're continuing from the previous series, almost like, you know, they're using what works, is what I'm getting at.
1: Yeah, exactly. That, that's one thing I can say. They took everything that worked in all the previous movies for this, or stories, and they put it in here. And, and that's, I mean, that's awesome. They, they give you all the hits.
2: That's how you do a fucking reboot is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You take all the shit that works and you fucking use it.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. And you don't do it ridiculous. You just put it into where it serves your story, just like they did here. Yeah.
1: Well, Naomi goes up to a bedroom and she like hears noises from the closet, but then the whole room starts going crazy. She sees like black stuff coming up and around and she gets locked into the room and then there's a lot of noise and knocking on the walls and all that kind of stuff um then uh she looks down and there's Tioshi right next to her and of course that's uh disconcerting for anyone and the new toshio uh, is actually really toshio. i'm sorry what did i say i say Tosh- it, it doesn't toshio. matter I've,
2: mispr- yeah. I've mispronounced it as well man we're gonna fucking yeah. do that we're american but to the
1: yes the new t- toshio is scary as fuck
2: He is really, really good at doing the sad puppy dog stare that is terrifying that we got established in the other film. And the way that he just looks up at someone or will reach his hand out and touch them, absolutely horrifying. And they actually did a really good job with making his motions even more scary than when we see Kyoko later, what what we actually see with her.
1: Yeah. All right. So then uh, she goes back to the door and she falls out of her room. Her friends are there. They're all kind of looking at her. They go, what the? Hell happened. You look pale, really, really pale.
2: Did you notice the tone and color of the house shift when she falls through the door, and it's like a little yeah. brighter, sunshinier day when she yeah, out it's a, it's
1: back to warm. It's back to looking how it looked when she first entered.
2: That was really cool, actually, the way they did that.
1: Yeah, I agree. Then their friends laugh and they run out, and she follows, and you know, scary stuff all there. um <laughs>
2: Yeah, there's uh the and b- that's the end of that story. Okay, the big difference in this one that I had a hard time getting over, but once I realized it was a different story, you know, like I actually paid attention mentioned that it was a reboot. Yeah. Um. I kind of let it go and didn't worry about the things that they changed. But my biggest issue was Toshio now hums a sad, like kids tune almost. That's like really kind of creepy mm-hmm. and there's no yeah. sounds of a cat, but he also like, I miss the Toshio that just, is just silent. And then when he finally makes a move or he's coming for you, then you hear the cat meow and scream. Like I do kind of miss that in this one, but only on this very first showing after that, after I get used to the idea that, oh, okay, well this Toshio just sings or hums a little tune to himself you know cool it's still fucking creepy i just you know (laughs) right now i'm like oh my god what happened to the cat in this one you know i was like i'd much rather you don't have a cat get murdered in this one but i feel like they're gonna do it and i'm just dreading it because now toshio just hums because it's a different death
1: yeah yeah it's 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 unfortunately for you it's it's I know it's definitely gonna happen,
2: uh, <laughs> right? And I didn't realize that basically what part of the timeline we're in because this one jumps around. It's acronistic as well, you know, where it it doesn't it doesn't follow a linear timeline. So yeah. the Toshio that we're seeing right now might not be the Toshio that had a horrific death around a cat.
1: Yeah, right. But Jesus. Uh, so <laughs> we we wish, but that's not always how it happens, <laughs> right? Uh, let's see here. So then we start our next story. Keiako. Yui visits Toshio's home and we meet mom Keiako, who does not look like she is very well. She almost looks gray. Uh, and the actress who plays her is just, it's really just creepy. It's really a good one.
2: She does a dead eyed blank stare, like not dealing with the reality that she's in a little too well. It's it's disconcerting. It actually does feel like someone that has detached from reality. It's like that yeah. sort of glassy eyed, um, just not there stare that you get from someone that is blackout drunk on their feet and you know that they're not there anymore, you know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh she tells she says, Yo, hi, I'm looking for Toshio, and she, you know, Kaoko tells her that Toshio will be back soon. She's with his dad, and she's like, oh, did the dad take him to the hospital? And she's like, no, you know, don't, you know, she's just like, they'll just be back soon. Well, Yui then uh, goes upstairs to, and she hears that kid moan, same as Naomi heard, and she checks a room, but before she can open a closet that's she's really hearing it from, Kayako appears. It's, it's important to note that fun. the
2: doors are taped the fuck shut, and she has to rip yeah. the tape off. She kind of just forces the door open, which... You know, if the door's taped shut like that and you're hearing a kid, I can see why she does it. Yeah, right. You know, but like at the same time, this should be a red flag that you need to get the fuck out of there and get the police in here.
1: Yeah, right. Um, (laughs) It it should be started right now. So uh,
2: door taped shut in home with child making singing noises behind said taped shut door. Get cops. That's what they're there for. You need to do that.
1: Like now
2: <laughs> child protective services needs to be here and documenting this bullshit.
1: Yeah, exactly. Cause this is not good. None of this. And you should be out of this house. But of course everyone has to be uh, their own investigators uh, at this time.
2: Dude, it's a fucking horror movie. And plus, I mean, in all reality, what we're saying and what we would actually do is two different things. We would probably not be as smart and be like, holy fuck, we got to get this kid out of here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. We'd probably be like, "Hey, we totally do this too."
2: <laughs> no, I mean, my, in this day and age, uh, I would be like, with a camera phone, videotaping and like, hey, "Does anybody else hear this? Look at this. This is not healthy." Yeah. And then I would immediately excuse myself and then get the cops <laughs> and child right. protective services
1: because, hey, we're fine. Everything's fine here. We're all we're all fine. Uh, so uh. Anyway, uh, Kaoko sa- says uh, this isn't. You know, she was like, "Oh, I was just searching for Toshio's room." And She's like, "Oh, well, this isn't Toshio's room, um,
2: <laughs> bitch. This door is taped shut for a reason."
1: Yeah, right. So let's just let's uh, just calm it down here, lady. So she says, "Hey, I made you some tea. Come on downstairs." Uh, Yui goes downstairs. She sees the tea cup. There's really, it's like just a dirty cup. There's nothing really any even in it, right?
2: It's the remnants of what looks like green tea because it still has like the the matcha and stuff that's at the bottom yeah you know like so it's basically someone else has finished that tea and as dried as that looked it had been there for a very long time
1: yeah really yeah
2: this is old school style ghost or yurei story done really well i've seen some other japanese uh, haunted house stuff where it's yurei stuff that's similar to this like in the traditional vein and this has got it down man it feels just as like old school ghost story creepy as those
1: yeah, it really does. It's like, what the, what kind of the heck is all of this really doing uh, what? what's the hell are we doing around
2: here <laughs> right the interaction with the ghost is something that we've seen before in the series and I think what they've ended up doing is they found a way to amp up the tragedy of it because you're witnessing these people in their repeating patterns that we've seen even in black ghost and white ghost they showed it and you know you do you get that in some of the the grudge and the grudge too. not as much in the curse and the curse too so yeah they're growing it out for more of a psychological horror in this than just the quick jump scare of Kayoko's, like, death rattle, or you see her hand go into somebody's hair. You know, we do get that eventually, but the way that they're amping it up here is by amping up the tragedy and making you relive it while doing it with the echoes from the past ghost story. And, like, you know, she gets there and sees that empty teacup. She should get the fuck out of there for her own safety, yet she stays because she's concerned about the child and this woman's well-being. And, yeah. again, it's that culture of caring that exists over there that's being flipped on its head to harm others. <laughs> It's so well done.
1: Yeah. I mean, really is. And makes for a very sympathetic victim. Yeah.
2: This is how you do your reboot. Totally. Yeah.
1: Kayoko is now sitting at a table. She's humming and drawing or writing something in a journal. And she goes to check on her. And then all of a sudden, we get that Kayoko stare at her and she is uh just scratching into the paper but we see she has been drawing just tons of spirals herself Um, and then Yuri runs out of the house and that ends that story that was the creepiest thing man because whoever the actress that got to play Kaoka was just Oof-da.
2: <laughs> yeah she does mentally disturbed in a way that makes it feel real but also is very sympathetic it's kind of a cliche the way that mental illness gets handled in a lot of horror and I think it's used a little too much as an excuse to you know just be thrown into horror film but in this case you don't know if this is just her repeating ghost that is you know expressing the torment that they're going through or if this was her losing her mind before she was even turned into a ghost before her death
1: yeah uh, this could be just right before her death like this is the family's final few minutes or final few days before they are murdered
2: yeah but it really amps up your sympathy as you said and it really amps up the distress of the situation and the fact that um, she's mentally disturbed in such a way that feels even more severe but at the same time you're actually seeing how she's being haunted because again they've changed it to where Toshio is originally the anchor point (laughs) yeah and you can kind of tell that now? Like, it's becoming more and more obvious by this point, I think
1: yeah it's uh it sounds like that yeah
2: i, I like what um, they the, the other thing i want to point out too is like you know how toshio was sometimes there in ghost form like in the curse where he met the teacher and like he seemed like he was okay until it escalated in the curse yeah i, I like that they're doing that with Kayoko in this one because it makes sense the second victim is what we saw in the curse uh being the ghost that kind of led people in and made them think that you know someone was still alive in the house and doing it with Kayoko in this one really drives home the fact that she is not the origin or the anchor point it's really well done and it's super subtle and by the time you realize it we're on the next segment like moving on you know
1: yeah right and you're just like okay well this is all just horrible <laughs>
2: <laughs> right it's uh like I said it, it's a very effective film I watched this like first thing in the morning after I did max shot right before we got ready to record and like you know light of day coming in my house cats running around like maniacs being fucking crazy and I'm still scared shitless with the headphones on on with this film. And yeah. it's at this point I noticed that the sound design isn't quite where the previous films were. It's a more modernized and using uh scoring techniques to try and scare people like scare chords. But what they got going on on the screen and the story makes me completely forget about that and forgive it and not even worry. Yeah. We can move on to the next segment. I'm good if you All right.
1: right. Next secret is Yayayo. Yayayo Oi.
2: Yeah. Good luck with that one because I heard them pronounce it and I'm like that like there's no way we can produce that properly without practice. Yeah.
1: One of the girls who was with Naomi, one of her friends, her name is Yayoi, and she's at basketball, basketball practice. But she seems very tired, and the coach is like, You need a break. And as she's resting, uh, the basketball court is inside. The gymnasium also has like a stage where they probably run theater stuff. And as she rests, she sees the curtain move. And so she decides to check it out. She goes back there. She starts hearing really weird noises. And she seems to get colder and weaker the more she goes to look. Well, she gets really freaked out. And she runs to the nurse's office. But no one's in there. So she crawls into bed under the blankets. Under the cover, she brings something up. And she finds that drawing. Of a person in the bed that she found in the house. And she's like, what is going on? Then she looks under and Toshio is under the covers. And she gets dragged under. Then we cut to Yui is meeting with the principal. And tells her she met with Kayako. Principal's like, well, I don't know, you know, if you should have done that. Uh, so we've already met with them. She does say, "Hey, something's really wrong here, uh, with them." And she's like, "Don't say that, you know, you can't say that. P- parents will freak out if they think we're talking about them." Uh, which is kind of weird, but all right. Uh, it's supposed you know, to be whatever. like a
2: respect thing, yeah. But yeah. they need to go to the fucking authorities. This is where I like kind of feel like the principal or whoever this administrative person is that hired her you. <laughs> is making her a sacrificial lamb. It really feels like it here.
1: uh, And and part of me can see that. I think part of me more is like, she's like, I just don't, you know, as most administrators are, don't cause waves. I hate causing waves. I don't want to cause any waves. Please don't do this. (laughs) Uh, Because, you know, the last thing anybody wants, especially in any of these movies, is the school principal is to cause waves, apparently.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. So basically, don't close the beaches. I got you
1: yeah yeah exactly i think that's exactly what it is then yui asks about the old teacher he was like Wait, can i speak to him to find out what maybe he found out about all this and that's when she gets told uh that uh the old teacher died uh the principal was just informed that morning that he is dead dun 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 goes, dun, dun dun she goes checking uh his old notes again and uh and his notes he he wrote down about his visit with Kayako. and it was very much like her own visit he just you know she kept saying that everything was fine everything's fine but he got an off feeling about everything so that can't be good um and uh so then the uh she then she goes to the next page of notes and there's nothing there then nothing, nothing and then all of a sudden she starts seeing spirals on every page the same spirals everyone's been drawing Later on, her boyfriend comes home finds her sitting in the dark just staring at the spirals. She snaps too and they decide to go out to eat The next day in class she is working and she sees Toshio is actually at his desk or you know just looking down. This is not good. She's, no. But she seems relieved because, hey, he's back. Okay, everything's fine now. Or is it?
2: (laughs) Uh... She starts
1: reading a book to the class, and she keeps hearing the scratching, the scratching. She sees Toshio is scratching another spiral into the desk. She freaks out, grab his hand just to make him stop, but then all of a sudden he's gone, and all the kids are just kind of staring at her. Oh, it's important se- to
2: note that she says his name, and then the kids yeah. look at her and get scared.
1: Yeah, Uh all that happens, but at the same time, uh there's still a second spiral at that desk where there wasn't one, and that's the end of that story.
2: That was really... Really cool. And this is what I was talking about where the spirals connect. So basically now that she's cursed from going to the home, she gave him purchase into the classroom. And now I feel like that second spiral represents him symbolizing that he's connected his curse to this classroom completely now.
1: Yeah. Agreed.
2: And I think it's uh, a really interesting way of doing it. And I really dug how they got in to like watch his thumbnail digging in and you see him chipping the wood and the paint with his thumbnail. Yeah, yeah. like That was actually really good. Yeah. And the way that that they do it is really creepy and he's when she says his name the kids all pause and look at her and are really scared but they're trying to be like wait what like it's like a confused scared where they're not sure what's going on and then she gets even more involved in it uh with the him scratching at her desk and i think he's she says his name like again and then they're all kind of looking at each other and it's just this really subtle way of doing it where if you're paying attention to the background when she's doing this and not just being creeped out by toshio being there you, you know what's happening but at the same time you can can kind of See, like what the way the kids are reacting you kind of wonder if they see him too or if any of them actually see him too or not and it's not until she goes to grab his arm and then you realize she snapped out of it you wonder if maybe even she said anything you know or if she just kind of paused and the kids are just looking at her because she just kind of froze
1: yeah right <laughs> so you don't know it's
2: right like is it in her mind or is this actually the haunting but then when the spirals there it's like no the, this whatever she experienced this cat this classroom is now marked too
1: yeah yeah or yeah something something's bad everywhere right now so <laughs>
2: yeah and the spirals as the mark and then someone obsessing over spirals or staring at them as the working of the curse you know begins to uh work its way on them like is really well done in this and i like the symbolism that they have there
1: yeah yeah it's actually really good um so yeah i'll i'll perfectly good and creepy right now is how i'll say it all perfectly good and creepy yeah and
2: it's showing how it's spreading out with each connecting point it gets further and further and increases its circle you know or it's spiraling out yeah
1: we get further and further from god's love
2: Uh, sure. Sure. I just meant the size of the influence over people and the world. It's showing that it's spreading. But in this case, it's it's spreading out instead of like a vector of person to person and area to area. It's actually spreading out in a spiral where it's just moving its way further and further because it's where these people dwelled as well. Yeah. It can also be marked. So okay. we can move on now. I'm done.
1: Cool. All right. Uh, then the next story is Rena. Naomi and Aoi visit Rena, one of the other girls who was with her mom does not look well when she opens up the door and says you know she can't come out right now they're like please we're we're her friends please let her see her she's like all right takes her up to her room they're trying to open up the door they finally open it and you see it's because she had the doorknob taped when they enter into the room the entirety of her all her drawers everything are taped shut so not good
2: <laughs> the motif of having a closet door taped shut that we saw in the previous grudge films is amped up to the nth degree um just the severity of like anything that could open up on its own or anything that is mobile being taped so that it yeah. cannot move just oh my god just the visual cue of just how severe Things yeah. have gotten for this person, and th- I love the the doorknob being taped shut. It's one of those drop down doors where the yep. knob, like, just basically you grab a, a handle that sticks out and push down, and like the other door on the other side, it has to move like that. Like they like they have an office buildings or they used to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, that's what her bedroom door is like, which is weird. Why would you not give a teenage girl a lock?
1: Right. Well, I mean, a lot of families don't believe even in closed doors in their homes. So to let you know what kind of people can be who they can be you know
2: okay that's fine we're not going to get into that dynamic because i'm not going to step on any toes with that but anyway yeah. um the door taped shut or that knob taped shut like that and the way that she, they did it and then how hard they had to pull on the door handle it looked like it was going to start to bend before the tape right? gave it was really yeah. fucking creepy
1: it was really yeah
2: but anyway, well, they go in there yeah we're and in they this find... giant room sorry
1: yeah they find her hiding underneath her desk. Uh, she's like, they're gonna, the, the, she's like the pale child's gonna come and kill me. Um, as, uh, As AoE tries to talk to her, Rena seems to see how everything is not looking all that great. Uh, All the drawers are trying to, the tape is starting to peel off. All the drawers are maybe, are starting to open. And she's like, we, we gotta go. We, we gotta go right now. We've gotta get the hell out of here. She's kind of pulling at AoE. Rena actually grabs AoE and says, hey, uh, I need you to help me. Please help me. And uh, AoE gives her a little charm off her neck. Back, uh there are a couple r-
2: flashes of toshio actually in the drawer I was about to say, and stuff right
1: yeah. right at right before they leave uh they see uh or at least i think Naomi, uh, uh, Naomi sees t- uh t- Toshi. um so
2: yeah uh, i think he's coming out of the drawer or some shit coming out
1: of a big drawer up top yeah and and, like he was looking
2: like when the cabinet door opened up he was actually like you could see him looking out too but he didn't do anything but like right before they leave he actually comes out of a fucking drawer a little bit
1: yeah and they uh they leave and later on uh rena goes to make herself some tea as she's doing so she gets her face burnt much like one of the pictures that they found And uh, uh, so, yeah, so her face is all burnt up and she's screaming, and she falls down uh, her back against the fridge, and then we see some pale little hands grab her. Uh,
2: from the fridge,
1: uh, right? From the fridge, grab her from the fridge, and then pull her in. And Rena's is uh, no more. Sad.
2: They literally fridged her.
1: Uh, that night, Naoto, Yui's boyfriend, he's working and decides to make some tea. As he's doing, he starts hearing a cat. And he's like, "What in the hell is that?"
2: This part so, sucked.
1: Uh huh. So anyway, uh, she he uh, he goes to check under the table, and then all of a sudden, the microwave starts going off. Uh, and he's like, "What in the hell?" And here's the cat in the microwave. Like something's like like a cat's being microwaved for crying out loud. He goes in there to check it out, but there's nothing in there and everything seems to be fine.
2: That was so fucked up.
1: Yeah, right? Whoo? Makes you go, Jesus Christ. So then uh, we cut to Yui. She's grading some papers. And after a while, she's not really grading the papers anymore. She's literally just making the spiral well, on she's, every paper. Yeah,
2: she circled something on papers for, like, the longest time while she was grading. And then she stopped doing the other grading and just started doing, like, a circle, but was starting to be a spiral. And then, like, three or four pages in, she's just drawing spirals like a maniac and realizes it but can't stop and is scared.
1: Yeah. Um, so as she's looking through all of that and she's like huh what's well, probably not the best for me um uh, and getting a little more creeped out uh, we see Kaoko walking behind her, and she hears it and goes to check. And she thinks it's her principal, and she's like, "Ma'am, ma'am!" And she follows her all the way into her classroom. And there, she you know, no one's in there anymore. But she does find uh, the journal that uh, Kaoko was working on that she was drawing in. Uh, let's see here. So then, Naoto gets home, and Yui is all of a sudden just drawing circles on the window. And he has to yell at her to stop and pulls her away, and then she passes out. Uh, Naoto then starts reading the diary. And we see that Kaoko was desperate for... To have a baby, she really wanted to have a child. Uh, they kept trying. Uh, like in the beginning, it was like you you will touch me and we will be you know together forever. And I you know I we will I will be pregnant and we'll give you life and Clips. me and your dad. Yeah, oh, shit, Jesus. Uh, but me and your dad will you know uh, all this and that. Uh, all very on board. Oh, you know maybe a little obsessive about wanting a a, a child. But all in all, it's not terrible. Uh, It's just somebody who really wants to have a baby.
2: Yeah, but it it starts off with someone who is obsessed with having a child. And it devolves into someone that their entire life and existence and meaning only has purpose if they have a child. And And then becomes obsessive to the point where it looks like they're just going to give up all hope. And then blank pages.
1: Yeah. And then she keeps talking about how Teoko is always going on business. And she can't get pregnant if he's not around. And she's very mad. And then it all, yeah goes as we said it all goes kind of dark
0: real um,
2: dark real fast then blank pages yeah. that was fucking blank pages
1: creepy. that was creepy um and so with all the blank paper, and then all of a sudden starts writing again. And it says, I can't believe it. You will, you know, uh, I am not, I had my dream. You touched my stomach and now I am, I am with you. Uh, I, you are with me now. All this kind of, you know, stuff. And, you know, uh, she's pregnant now. She's like, uh, Teoko, while not the father, he will now play the father. Kinda, you're like, oh, oh, skedios. Then all of a sudden the book starts flipping pages by itself. Naoto stands, it stops on one page and then all of a sudden a bunch of like papers rip out and we see an eyeball moving around in the book and that was creepy as hell
2: yeah that was really well done and that's like traditional japanese ghost story shit right there that's really fucking creepy
1: yeah that was i was just like damn (laughs) uh let's let's settle it down here movie i don't really (laughs) want this in my life right now
2: my cats are going fucking crazy and there's a goddamn eyeball in that book (laughs) motherfucker (laughs) it was really well executed too because it was an an actual person's eye moving around it wasn't some bullshit animation or yeah, CG. no it's
1: an actual nine
2: yeah there was a practical effect where they somehow got someone underneath the table and they cut a hole through but still made it yeah. look like their eye was just there on that last page it was cool yeah
1: By the way, that's the end of that story.
2: Oh, well, that's all I had to say about it. We can move on.
1: All right. Uh, Yeah, but that whole sequence, good stuff. Yeah,
2: absolutely fucking terrifying.
1: Good good stuff everywhere. Good information. And we're kind of seeing this is where the story kind of changes. Instead of being obsessed with another man, uh, instead of her husband, she's just obsessed with getting pregnant.
2: Well, of having a child. By the point that she was ready to give up, she didn't care how it happened, and she was making it sound like she would sleep with other men or she was getting ready to, but then that's where she's are most desperate that the grudge curse that is based on toshio's initial death is now uh feeding into and that's what we basically saw by the end of that and then the eyeball looking out is basically you know you stare into the abyss long enough it's gonna look back basically
1: yeah yeah basically yeah it's just how it is uh,
2: <laughs> that shit was so fucking horrifying i'm just picturing it in my head right now we should move on
1: all right so Aoi. this is uh the story of AoE. Aoi is washing dishes with her sister. And she keeps asking her sister about the house that they're trying to rent. The sister doesn't really want to talk about it. Then the sister's husband comes out and says, you haven't gone to the house. And she's like, no. And then she kind of gets it out of her that she did. And he goes, but please tell me you didn't go inside. And she's like, no, of course not. I I wouldn't do that. And the sister's like, yeah, I'm not buying it. She goes, go take a bath. And they look both looked very, very concerned. And she's like, this is your fault. You always... You know, talk about it at home, and he's just kind of like, yeah, I guess uh, I fucked that one up. My bad. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, your sister's about to die a horrible fucking death. I'm sorry, it's my fault.
1: Yeah, Aoi then goes into the bathroom, and she's just staring in the mirror, and then all of a sudden she sees a pale hand in her reflection come up, grab her lower jaw, and we all see where this is going. All of a sudden we hear her scream. Uh, her sister walks into the bathroom looking for her, finds just a A shit ton of blood uh all around and then goes another room and finds her lower jaw she turns around and looks into
2: the shower and that's where the lower jaw is
1: yeah and yikes so that's that's some fun stuff that's a fun callback and uh it's what we want that's the kind of shit we want. I love what how the jawbone is
2: like completely clean because the rest of the body is now yeah. gone, and the blood trail just stops midway right, and then there's yeah. just a small trickle from there where the rest of the body's gone, but the jaw just gets tossed basically is what it looks like into the shower just to be like, yeah, I was here
1: yeah uh, it was it was here no it's not goodbye.
2: This is the first like violent death we really see this ghost do,
1: yeah. Exactly. um,
2: and it's Toshio's hands, by the way, it's obvious.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's obvious Toshio's hand., uh, then we cut to Nanami is on the train and uh, she sees Rina and AoE. She goes up to him but they turn around and they are all fucked up one missing a jaw one with the burnt face uh great great effect in the missing jaw
2: oh yeah yeah that was fucking horrific um i think they used a little bit of cg with that but there was also practical makeup but it was so quick you know it, it doesn't matter uh it definitely looked better than the blacked out face <laughs> for the yeah. missing jaw in the other film that they showed it yeah, and that one yeah, was very effective exactly. too yeah
1: yeah she falls and sees her jaw like a giant friend yayayo the the other one who died in the uh in the nurse's office she She's just sitting there and she's like saying her name. And then she looks and all of a sudden now she's in the house. Uh, The murder house. Then all of a sudden, she gets pushed around, uh, jolted around. She's screaming, I'm sorry. And then before you know it, she gets dragged away. Right as the sister comes in with new tenants to rent the house, the new tenants are Kayako and Takio.
2: And Takio.
1: Very happy and very much in love.
2: Yeah. Takio is actually told by the sister, you know, you know the history of you told your wife. And it seems like he doesn't tell her.
1: No, no. He says, no, I told her. And she still wants to be here. And he's, she's like, that's weird. Usually it's the wife who gets nervous about those type of things. He goes, yeah, that that would be weird. So, I think Kayako still wanted the house. I think she's just, she was a weird kind of soul, and there you go. And Te- and Kayako comes down, and she's like, we have to move in. They all walk away, and we see Naomi's bag is still on the steps, and that's the end of that story.
2: But the so, we're sister- trying to
1: see what this timeline is looking like here. Yeah, we know we're jumping around.
2: The sister doesn't actually, like, see the, the bag. We just see the bag.
1: Yeah. We, no one else sees that bag. They all just walking around. We're the only ones see that the still. Yeah,
2: I just wanted to say that we know for sure now that all the girls were in the house before Kayoko even bought it, which is why it's Toshio coming for all of them. Yeah, it
1: makes sense. So, yeah, and you're going to figure out how it's Toshio because this shit gets really good at the end. I love really what they did with this story.
2: Yeah, and we can we can move on then. That's fine. I just because that's Uh, the only thing I wanted to do was the timeline at this point. Yeah,
1: and that that will happen here at the end of this next story and we'll go through the timeline because that's kind. Uh, this next story explains the timeline perfectly.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I'm, I'll follow your yeah. lead on this. Go ahead.
1: All right. Uh, next story is Nayato. So Nayato, he goes to the renter's office uh, of that house to discover more info. Uh, the dude who he's talking with, he's the brother-in-law. And he tells him, yeah, after some back and forth, finally, uh, Nayato is like, listen, a friend of mine, or he goes, someone I really care about is is strange things are happening to her and i want to know what's going on with this family and the brother-in-law says it's not the family it's the house he stated 19 years ago a boy was found dead there, uh, and we find and we know that's from the first footage we saw. He then tells him, he goes, if your girlfriend went into that house, be very careful. He goes, 10 years ago, my wife and her sister just went into the house, and that's it, just went in. And then he looks over his shoulder, and we see both their memorial pictures up. So his wife has died as well. And so now we know... The timeline. 19 years ago was the boy's body was first found. Then the four girls were killed and the sister apparently, so five women, were killed 10 years ago from that house.
2: Yeah, so 1995 is what we see at the very beginning of the film. The video of the wellness check with the police officer, um, the teacher, and the guy with the camera. That was the first death of Toshio where he was supposedly found starved. Yes. But if you look, whenever he sees the ghost in that, there's blood underneath the kid
1: yeah I, I didn't know if that was blood or black sludge and supposed to be kind of how that explains all the black sludge oh you, what you know what yeah it's saying.
2: probably the body has been rotten and that's why yeah. it's state that it's in the color and that's supposed to be the the pus and you know grime and stuff that is melting off of them the putrescence yeah <laughs> The putrescence. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that's 1995 when they find the kid. Yes. Um, And then nine years later, they're still trying to do something with the house. The sister's trying to rent it out or sell it.
1: Well, yeah, they, they probably the company that they run, this renter's company that they run, <laughs> bought the house after no one would buy it you know and are just trying to rent it out.
2: And so So, the sister hears about it and Aoi hears about it and tricks her friends into going and they're the first four to actually go in the house because no one else did yet.
1: Yeah, no one else had. So that's Uh, why they
2: get what they get and why Toshio is coming after them because Kayoko hasn't even been in this house yet.
1: No, no. uh, And we find out that most of this is going to be based on Toshio here in just a second.
2: Yeah. Uh, So So basically they've moved in and then it's 10 years later and the school teacher that we've been following us we've been following um that's been going on with this she actually hasn't even like she's just now cursed too but while yeah. we've been watching her curse, hers is after Kayoko's taken as well.
1: Yeah. So I'm under the belief when she went and met Kayoko, that was actually Kayoko. Very alive, but at the tail end of her life. That's why she looks so bad. That's why she was a little crazy. I think this is right before, and we will see the vision right before, uh, I'm sorry, I'll bury the lead for everyone here, right before Teyako kills her. This is right before tayako kills her. I believe as a family, they're all kind of just stretched thin, and that was actually when Yui met... That That's probably one of Kayako's last days of being alive.
2: I don't think Kayako was alive. I think what that is is a repeat of the last days of her life Um, that's imprinted on this house now.
1: So maybe that's her when the first teacher went and visited?
2: Yeah, that's the same thing that the first teacher went through. Exactly. It's just being repeated. Anytime a teacher visits, that's what they see. Because in his notes, he talks about how when he went to go visit Kayako, she just kept repeating the same thing over and over again that Toshio was fine and he's just upstairs. You know? Yeah,
1: or or with his father
2: yeah or with his off with his father right like yeah. um it's the, okay
1: i could i could accept that too well that it's supposed it to be it's 10 years repeater.
2: it's 10 years later that yui goes there so this is like Kayoko's but, but. already dead
1: well, I would say maybe not, because Toshio is supposed to be about 10 years old.
2: Right, but like, how...
1: So is- 10 years later would make sense that Kaoko because we're going to see some family films, so that Keoko and Takeo moved into the house. It took a while, obviously, for her to get pregnant with Toshio. And so 10 years later it would make sense 10 years after Kayoko and uh, T- Taki rented the place because they rented it right after the girls died. So it was about 10 years ago, 10 years later, it would be about the same time Toshio would be about this age when he's gone missing.
2: All right, that's fair. I get it. So he's been alive yeah. for 10 years and it yeah. is possible that those are the last days of her life but and I still... I, but think- I,
1: would also, I would also say maybe I agree with you that he died because the last teacher just now died which means he just went and visited him as well. So I could also see that it being a repeating ghost that yeah. that was what it was like when he visited her. Yeah, I and think it was just a- on repeat for Yui to see.
2: Yeah, right. I th- I don't think that the kid came for him because once uh, once he was reborn into Kayoko, there was no point in the curse repeating, you know, because he was he was given life again by, you know, possessing her body and becoming her child is basically what happened. So. I don't think that the curse was still going at that point. I think it was that um, Kaoko, knowing what she knew, was driving her insane even further. And Takeo, being who he was and being, we'll see, knowing that he's not the father and how that response actually happens. We're going to see that more later. But I think that the the all the stuff that we see about how it happened with teoko taking out the family this time around, I think has already happened before the male teacher comes. I think the comes in because I think those deaths are basically what drives it. It's like several days later the kid hasn't been to school. He does the first check and then he sees something that is so horrific or the curse comes for him and he goes and runs and hides or is immediately taken care of, but his body turns up later just so it moves the next teacher into position to recap. It's possible. You know, but basically I think that kyoko and everybody is dead at that point because some of the hauntings and some of the things that happen that we see happen with Teoko taking out the family, like how the cat dies, have already started haunting Yui and her boyfriend or husband.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
2: So that's why I think it has already happened. Whether it was 10 years ago or not, doesn't matter. It has already happened. And Heyoko interacting with Yui is part of the repeating ghost curse, just like we saw where sometimes people would see a normal looking Toshio and not realize that he's he's the ghost.
1: Yeah, I guess that's right. I think you're right, as in it happened probably right before the the seven days where Toshio had been missing school before the teacher went to go visit the family. It happened somewhere that's Probably there. when it, I think that's yeah. when it probably happened. Yeah,
0: either
2: the seven days before that or in one of the seven days where Toshio wasn't there. Somehow they were dead before that teacher checked. Yeah, we can move on.
1: So then Naoto, he goes to check more info, like the public record, and he found the article for the boy who was found dead in the house. Well, his name was also Toshio and he looks just like exactly the other Toshio. Then we cut to Yui showering for some reason. I was waiting for a fist to come out of her hair because that's a popular thing. They never did it, so it was just kind of weird to see. But okay, whatever. Well, I think he they worked.
2: were they were sub- they were subverting your expectations and just making it creepy yeah. and you were waiting and waiting and waiting and nothing happens.
1: That uh, yeah, I think you're probably right on that. It's just, you know, all right. So he runs home and he goes to check on her. She's in bed, but he sees something moving underneath the covers. He pulls them off but there's nothing there. Well, he opens up the laptop, goes back doing more investigation, and yep, we see it is definitely the same kid, Toshio from the past, is the same as Toshio now. Uh, then all of a sudden we see a hand go into his mouth. We know this is Kayoko's hand. It turns him slightly, turns him slightly. He sees Toshio, and then his neck is snapped all the way, so his head is facing the back way. Creepy
2: as fuck the way they did that, and the effect looks really good.
1: Yeah, really good. Yui wakes up. She finds him, starts screaming then we cut to her standing in her empty classroom looking out the window and we see the two spirals on toshio's desk are now connected with a line and that's the end of that story so now we've established timeline most likely we established when the family died was probably about a couple weeks before yui took over as teacher um when the uh and there you go
2: yeah i think we've pretty much got it all laid out and the way that they do this is extremely tragic and by seeing how kaoko kills people in this film we can infer how kaoko is herself killed in this film
1: yeah yeah i get that yeah so here uh so then we start with our final story and it's this the story of toshio goddamn this is going really quick and i think it's cuz it's streamlined It's really good. We have nothing to pick apart. And we kind of agree on most things.
2: Well, Uh, It's very much straightforward, and there's not a lot of uh, symbolism. And um, I don't want to talk about what I think, like how these deaths occurred, because we actually see more of how the deaths actually occur in this film when they actually do. So you just have to wait till you get there. Yeah. But also, it is. It's extremely straightforward, and it's just a good fucking ghost story.
1: It makes great use of its time. It's an hour 30, and it uses every bit of that hour 30. There's not a lot of fluff. The most fluff you get is probably at the very beginning of the movie, setting up Yui, becoming a teacher, and, you know, her life with her boyfriend. That's really it. Yeah, but I it's- I mean, that's the most fluff you get, and even that's you're establishing characters. So at least you're meeting people. It's where you expect some fluff. <laughs> After that, it's ground running.
2: We call it fluff because we want to get with the spooky, we want to get with the gore, well, we want to get or, with or the Or just get
1: with the main storyline, even. Uh, it's just, it's a character setup time that you yes, need.
2: character lot, development is what they yeah, call that, man.
1: What I mean by, I'm sorry, uh, maybe I should, instead of fluff, filler. There's not a lot of filler. Like, later in the movie, there's not a lot, a big, like, five-minute-long chase scene that just needed to be two minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Well, and the other thing that the film does really well is it's establishing character moments, and it's not wasting any of those times. It's literally slowly easing you into it as Yui is investigating the story. She is our anchor point as an audience. The thing that we are witnessing, you know, we're watching the story unfold from her. And as she learns the history, and as her boyfriend learns the history of what happened previously in the house that she had entered, we get to learn it too. And it's just as haphazardly as they find out the information.
1: And what else is great is that not only is Yui a center point character, but so is kind of her boyfriend, Naoto. They that You switch between who you're following in this movie. It starts with Yui, and then it changes to Naoto when Yui becomes too overcome with the spirit. And then after Naoto dies, it goes right back to Yui.
2: Well, I think that the it, it'll become obvious later on, but I think that there is a different motivation for what's happening to Yui and how she's being haunted versus yes. Naoto. We're,
1: Yeah, no, there, it's two different hauntings for both of them. And I, yeah, I agree with that. I'm just saying it's cool. That you get two perspectives in this movie. One from the girlfriend, one from the boyfriend. They both become centralized characters. She's the centralized character who you're following. Like you're seeing the movie through her eyes. Mainly in the beginning, he becomes the middle after she comes to overcome. And then she becomes the end after he dies.
2: (gasps) Spoiler alert.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, we kind of saw him die.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know, I'm just being stupid. We kind
1: of already saw that shit.
2: (laughs) That Um, twisted neck shit. Is fucking terrifying.
1: Yeah, it is. It's fucking horrible. So we start the next story, Toshio. Yui goes back to the house. As she looks, she tears through that uh all the tape and opens up that closet. She finds photo albums with Toshio and Kayako's faces all scratched over. In spiral, no less. In spiral. Then she finds tapes, and she begins watching them. The first tape is them bringing Toshio home from the hospital. They're all very happy and excited. Then the next two tapes is like how Toshio doesn't really want to be around his father, doesn't recognize him as his father, won't call him dad, only wants his mom. Like She's like, oh, hold your dad's hand. He won't do it. They're trying to have a picnic, and it gets really awkward because he's like, you will call me dad. And she's like, stop. He doesn't like that. Uh, You can tell whatever Toshio is, even in human form, can affect people. While she's watching the tapes. She also sees a tape of Kayako sleeping. And then Toshio. The white Toshio comes out. Touches her stomach and calls Kayako mom while she's asleep. That's how Kayako becomes impregnated by the ghost of Toshio to give birth
2: to Toshio. He touches her stomach and then he actually like lays down on her and disappears in the video. Yeah. yeah. I love how she just finds this camera and immediately knows exactly how it operates by picking it yeah. up and just looking at the buttons. She yep. she actually scrubs through the video on this thing like a fucking professional. She knows how to hit the buttons just right, like and not damage the tape and shit. Like she's like working a camera camera. camera deck like it's an editing machine really well.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, really well.
2: <laughs> so uh, it would make sense that she would take interest in her hubby-slash-boyfriend's hobby and may actually go through tapes with him or something like that and that explains why she's so good at this as opposed to just like any fucking character that just finds a tape deck and immediately knows how to use it even though yeah, some right? people are a little daunted especially like as old as that technology is for a fucking video camera with a tape in 2014.
1: Yeah, yeah, right? It's like, holy shit, what are you, what are you doing? Tapes? What are we, Amish over here?
2: <laughs> yeah, like a lot of times it's like a fucking uh hard drive now that's built in or swappable yeah
1: yeah exactly <laughs> um so anyway then she gets a vision and she looks and there's Teako asking whose child toshio is kyoko obviously also starting to break starts laughing at him saying it's only hers he had nothing to do with it he's no one's father uh he kind of grabs her and breaks her neck the same kind of way not as severe but the same kind of way she does to naoto oh and did um, you
2: notice that she tried to breathe right after her neck was snapped right yeah. before she dies and you hear the death rattle as she does it yep
1: yep yep and then that's where the death rattle comes from of course um then all of a sudden, Toshio calls out for his mom. He's holding his kitty. Dad takes kitty, puts it in the microwave.
2: Fuck this part. Cook
1: it. Yeah. Then grabs a knife. He starts walking over to Toshio. And that's when she kind of snaps back to reality. Then uh, she kind of looks up into the attic and she finds Kyoko's dead body. Which then becomes sentient and starts crawling after her. It chases her around the house a bit. Uh, she sees Toshio uh first looking normal. And then she runs a little bit more from Keoko. And then she sees Toshio looking all pale. He touches her stomach and says, Mom.
2: Like a lot.
1: So then once again, uh pale Toshio shows up, touches her stomach, calls her mom. She's cornered by them both. And then all of a sudden she wakes up in her own bed in her own apartment she hears naoto calls her and tells her that she needs to get up it's time to get ready so she gets up and she comes out uh sees some tea on the table looks over and there's naoto with his broken neck stumbling after her this is horrific looking toshio is sitting on the counter uh now naoto makes the death rattle and as he advances on her roll credits
2: so fucked up, dude.
1: I know. Good God <laughs> almighty.
2: <laughs> yeah. I uh, I could not believe the way that they did the ending, but at the same time, I really dug it. Uh, so, Kaoko was just kind of taking a backseat on this one and wasn't used as much. The actress doesn't quite do the movements uh, that we need to make Kayoko as terrifying as possible. So, I don't know if they just kind of threw it in there because they were forced to do it instead of using just all the Toshio Ghost stuff, which was working just fine for me. Yeah. Um, but we definitely see Kaoko is taking people like her husband. So that's fine. I think that at some point when Toshio is touching her stomach, he's trying to join with her so that he can be reborn again. She refuses him. So therefore, that's when she's taken by the husband when she wakes up. She's back in her own apartment and her husband slash boyfriend or whatever is taking her on behalf of but Toshio is a are they trying
1: to keep her alive because Toshio again wants to be reborn?
2: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's the thing is the film doesn't show you what's going to happen. Like, are they just yeah. trying to torment her until they break her down and he can basically possess her too? But she doesn't really seem to want a child. So I think he had to use Kayoko's desire and almost obsession with wanting to have a child paralleled or equal to the obsession But even she had then, with
1: Toshio was asleep when he impregnated her. Yeah, that's... I think all he has to do is touch your stomach and be like, hey mom and then there you go you're now pregnant
2: (laughs) well it's also kind of part of his curse to be reborn and then basically die at the hands of his neglectful parents in some way shape or form or
1: well and we see how this is how this grudge came now, because, you know, this is kind of what I wanted to talk about the differences. Where the first grudge came was because Keioka was, of course, obsessively in love with another man, her husband being a jealous prick. I was trying
2: to get uh, at that before you cut me off, actually, but go ahead.
1: Sorry, (laughs) buddy. Sorry, man.
2: Uh, No, you're excited. I'm happy to see you really are enjoying this movie as much as you are. It's clear. Go ahead.
1: I'm loving how they do the reboot because, yeah, and then, so you have all that and she's now has to, so instead of, again, a woman obsessed with another man... Uh, husband finding out killing her and his son uh, that you know doing what he did to the teacher's family creating uh, this grudge curse well in now the original the
2: curse it was also supposedly she got pregnant by um, this teacher who a tryst and then tricked the other guy into raising his kid is what they was implied. that how it
1: went because yeah. I didn't think that he actually was no they pregnant. say that she got pregnant by the time by it, they get it. to
2: the grudge he's actually saying that where it's another man's child I was cursed you know so Oh, okay. I was tricked into raising another man's child so yes they do say that so it's still he gets tricked into raising someone else's child it just turns out that the he's got tricked into raising a cursed child
1: yeah so unlike that though this is uh a young boy he's left alone by his parents to starve to death and they just leave the house and that at least in our view we don't know if anything happened beforehand or not in our view, that leads to uh, the the grudge beginning. Well, that's the uh, initial the, tragedy
2: the, that curses the house, and it's growing yeah. by claiming and, other and victims. Yeah,
1: it is the Toshio curse. It, the problems with Toshio. So while Takeo and Kaeko might have been a perfectly happy couple uh, it, when they moved into the house, unfortunately, they decided on that house, and Toshio was able to grab them, and so it's and I think also affect both of them, uh, in, in their mental status. So I don't think Teoko wasn't a jealous prick who's like, I'm going to kill you. Teyoko was very much possessed by whatever Toshio is and caused to kill Kayoko. And Kayoko was obviously, as well, very... Uh, uh, unstable as well so
2: I think Kayako was kind of unstable before they bought the house I think that yeah. the house represented like the normal life that would finally make her feel complete and normal and the oversized house and then starting to have kids and filling it with life thing that she wanted was represented by this this beautiful it's a beautiful house like yeah. I can see where if you could get this for the cheap, even if you're just fucking renting it, you would want to have that house. So I can see where she would like, forgive that a kid may have starved to death and not thought that, you know, that would be a problem. Or even maybe she was just so desperate to have the appearance of a normal life that she chose this house anyway. And that doomed them both. But it, it seems like she, there was something off about her is what they were hinting at, even when they were first getting the house. That,
1: well, and also it appeared to me, she was a much younger wife while he was a much older husband.
2: Yeah. That, that as well so it's it's a little bit different in that case as well um, I, the way that they do the timeline and the way they do the jumping around and then they reveal it and then when you finally see the actual deaths it's absolutely horrific and heartbreaking and it, like we said earlier this just grabs all the best parts of the previous series and all the stuff that was in the other grudge films that basically the things that worked for us and, and we liked and they just basically repurposed it in a new story in a new timeline and by making it that Toshio is the victim of child abuse before anyone else is even involved from a previous family it adds an extra layer of tragedy because there's nothing that's going to fill that like that type of fucking grudge that would be created from a child starving to death from neglect from his parents just abandoning him alone in a house you know it's just that is just so absolutely horrific and terrifying to think of like what kind of power that ghost would have from the grudge that he would create and the way that he sucks Kyoko in and the other folks and brings them in and makes them a part of it and it spreads uh, is much more terrifying to me than what we've seen even in the previous one you could feel like, well, as long as you don't go to the location where the house was in the previous films, you would more or less be okay. Like, you could go to another area where the curse might be and it would creep you out and you would sort of feel it, but it's not as strong or what have you. But it'll still eventually get you, I suppose, as it grows yeah. in strength. Like, this one is just, it literally it's like a spiral. It, it hits a person and then it infects the area that that person's at even more. And it just continues to spread out in an ever-growing pattern. And you can just kind of picture seeing the plots along the line of, falling the people and just moving further and further out.
1: Yeah. And it is but yeah it's just an actually done reboot (laughs) yeah taking all the best stuff
2: yeah and there's a sequel that's done by the same folks or some of the same folks that are involved that we're going to be doing next week and I'm actually looking forward to that this was a breath of fresh air and a pleasant surprise and I got to say after we did black ghost white ghost I was like oh god what's the next one going to be like yeah
1: right I thought the same way I was like what are we getting now
2: yeah and so maybe I'm a little more forgiving of this one because I was going into it thinking oh this is going to be a reboot this is going to fucking suck but no this turns out to be the way I would want a reboot done, and I'm actually really pleased with it.
1: Yeah, I am too. I think it's great.
2: And I think that the type of storytelling that this grudge gives you really does leave it open to where anyone that dies in this type of horrific circumstance could become part of a grudge. It still gives us the original story with the characters that we know and love um, for being terrified by, but it gives them in a new way that still makes it a new story and then shows you how other people can be affected by the grudge. Um, Again, like the way that I would want you to do it in the franchise, give me some of the things that are familiar with. So it's comfort food for me while terrifying the shit out of me.
1: Yeah, right. Same, same. It's good shit. (laughs)
2: All right. Well, I think we should probably do a quick PSYOP news and then call it a day. Why don't we uh, finish it up? You got anything else you want to say?
1: No, I'm good, man.
2: All right. Well, we're going to take the break here with the band Shoya and Tokyo Ice Cream. When we come back, we'll do some PSYOP news. Shoya with Tokyo I Scream. And uh, this is a very different style of music for Shoya. They're kind of showing more of a sensitive side with this song. They're usually much more like a hardcore rock and roll kind of thing. They've got like the traditional uh, screamer hard rock from the 90s sound with their music. Uh, Yeah. And this is very different, but I really dig it. So I'm happy with it.
1: There you go. Yeah, I bet it still sounded good. So (laughs) we're we're all winning here.
2: (laughs) You just have a weakness for Japanese female women. Fucking bands, my dude.
1: I guess, dude. Jesus (laughs) Christ. Who knew that was fucking on the docket?
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the way it is. So why don't we just stop talking about it and give us some sign off news?
1: Uh, let's see here. This is from our man
2: Pete. Oh, that would be Pete from the Good Beer Bad Movie Night podcast.
1: Uh, from IFL Science. After hitting his taint, a man ended up in a hospital for nine days with a grade four erection.
2: <laughs> I just realized I don't have the clips up. Fuck, I needed a bunch right there. <laughs>
1: A man suffered a nine-day erection after a very minor accident involving his moped.
3: It's the uh, erection that counts.
1: It is. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's looking for Wang. Uh, in a study published in the journal Case Reports in Urology, doctors described the case of the 35-year-old British man who fell off his moped and hit his taint, or his perineum, the part of your body between the genitals and the anus.
2: Oh, don't developed- try to sun that as fucking Josh Brolin will teach you.
1: I have the yeah, yeah confused yeah, erection right out. he developed bruising but had no other significant injuries however That's my he, fetish he went on to develop an erection that lasted for many days longer than his ideal perhaps embarrassed the man allowed the re- erection to persist for days before he finally went to a doctor on examination uh, quote on examination there was a grade four erection with a rigid base and shaft the doctors write the report Flip. Bloodshed boner lasts more than four hours. He had done, yeah, yeah, definitely don't wait nine days. Uh, grade four on it's the erection,
2: my bloodshed boner,
1: okay. Grade four on the erection hardness score, <laughs> and yes, that is a real thing, is okay, the hardest erection the on scale, you know, where the penis is completely hard and fully rigid. Or as any teen going through puberty would tell you, Tuesday. Shut up. Are you talking about penises? Yeah. The man had not suffered pain in his erection, though he did report mild discomfort on walking, as you would
2: probably expect. (laughs) Yeah, and also trying to lay on your stomach to sleep.
1: And we're back to dicks. Doctors took a blood gas analysis of the area and found that it was consistent with a high flow of pre-prism. A prolonged erection caused by unregulated cavernous arterial inflow. It
4: always comes back to dick.
2: You always pick these fucking articles and you know it's going to have words in it you can't fucking pronounce.
1: Yeah, well, the people love it. That's my (laughs) thing. On the two types of pariapism, high and low flow, this is the least dangerous type. Low flow pariapism is caused by a blockage preventing the flow of oxidated arterial blood from reaching erectile tissue in the penis. This type is also painful and requires urgent treatment. As if enough oxygen doesn't reach the tissue in the penis, it can begin to die off, leaving permanent damage. I started doing drugs after that. Yeah. High flow pariapism is the type this man developed. It's a lot rarer and usually a result of blunt trauma. The doctors performed an ultrasound and CT anagram and determined the cause and found damage to the car... No soul artery causing. I wonder why we have to name things like this because it's fucking ridiculous. Safe stack, um, dead thing causing unregulated pulling of blood within the sinusoidal space, propagating the non seismic Jesus fuck erection due to the continuous supply of oxygenated blood. Drop the
2: humongous balls. <sighs>
1: Essentially, the injury as he sustained falling off his moped was causing too much oxygenated blood to rush into his penis. Let's
3: jacket or something.
1: That, I mean, you would think maybe that would work, but I
3: don't know. It's the erection that counts.
1: Yeah. Generally, high-flow priapism is treated conservatively through ice packs, mechanical depre- decompression on the affected blood cells, or just holding the patient for observation until it desists. The doctors have in the case study. In this case, however, the doctors decided timely intervention Prevention needed to be considered to avoid potential risk of erectile dysfunction in the long term. In order to avoid potential erectile dysfunction later on, the doctors opted to artificially restrict blood flow into the penis using a catheter. Ouch. To insert a gel-like foam. In a microcoil, he was sent home to recover, and a year on, he is back to normal. Self-reported erectile function has uh, slowly improved over the course of 12 months, the doctors reported. Long-term follow-up has shown return to normal erectile function, 12 months following the in- uh, injury. Goddamn. So there you go.
0: Woo! I mean, I like Dick.
1: Yeah, well, okay. Uh. But yeah, <laughs> so, ouch. Uh, careful when hitting your taints, fellas, because, uh, it, it could, it could cause some other problems.
2: <laughs> yeah. So if you're into getting your perineum punched, you might want to reconsider.
1: You might want to you know, back up off of that because and it's uh, it's not helpful. Yeah.
2: Yeah, seriously, like you, you need to rethink about doing damage to that area because apparently it's
1: going to cost you some serious cock. It will. It's going to cost you some serious. It's. I mean, that's a true statement. <laughs> and there's a lot of weighing around. <laughs> right?
2: So just be careful because if you bruise that, you know, you're going to basically have an issue.
1: Yeah. You're going to have a lot of problems. Your bloodshed boner lasts more than four hours he had done.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> all right this will just be a shorter episode this week but that has not that in any way shape or form reflecting how we felt about the movie we both actually no, really enjoyed the it.
1: the movie we enjoyed it was just so streamlined and we agreed on a lot of things that were good
2: <laughs> yeah so let's just stop fucking around let's give these people a short episode and let them get on with the rest of their fucking lives and uh we'll close it out with band made and the song warning it has an exclamation point so you have to say it that way
4: yeah warning right after the ending legion show promo if you enjoyed this show Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by The Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shade Cast, Short Bus Cinema, other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.
2: suck you in <laughs> right you will get you will get stuck just listening to their music and not even realize where the last 5 minutes of your life went
1: i mean you, you don't have to wonder. You were having a good time listening to some
2: music. <laughs> that is so absolutely true. Well, if you'd like to find the other instances where we have shelled out for every band that I've played, you're going to have to get on the Legion Patreon to be able to do that just like the ad told you because yeah, right. Uh, that's the only place where these music is actually available. Otherwise, you're just going to be listening to whatever I found on the uh, website that we can use royalty-free music for because, you know, we got to do what we got to do on the main feed, folks. Got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah, if you want to hear the episode as it is intended, go ahead and support Legion po- Podcast are going to help out a whole bunch of podcasters by doing it and you i think the lowest tier and you can hear this fucking pirate radio yeah right (laughs) and if that's not the case you know kevin could probably make that happen yeah. I would hope they at least get this team with the lowest tier. Yeah,
1: the lowest tier. <laughs> well, if you'd like to we find, are the lowest tier. If you'd
2: like to find all the previous instances where we talked about music that you can't hear, although if you go far enough back, you might actually hear some of the songs because the bots didn't scrub them yet. <laughs> cool. Legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema-psyops-podcast is where those episodes are located. And, you know, the other ones that have the actual music in them still I still have in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, maybe we can get some way, yeah, shape, right. or form. Anyway, uh, we also have... A a meme repository on Instagram called cinema underscore psyops. All of them great memes. Those memes are posted thrice daily during the work week for the working days and the working hours that I am working Well, I should be doing something else. I'm posting those memes for all of you. For those of you that are toiling and suffering to make ends meet and just try and get some fucking food for yourself and your family.
1: Yeah, all those goddamn pills.
2: Oh my god. And it's only going to get worse for everybody, but one of the places where we try to make it a little bit better for you is our Facebook group where we also share those memes that try to make you laugh and forget about the collapse of your industrialized society.
1: Yeah, because... Fuck it, fuck that
2: society. There's, Let it crumble. <laughs> there's a bunch of I hate it. There's a bunch of crazy folks just like you at the Cinema Psyops group on Facebook having a good old time. Also, we have the Discord chat with Legion Podcast. I've uh, put the ability to get into the Legion Discord or the invite for the Legion Discord chat in the show notes. Now, I highly recommend everybody joining over there. Things are fun and just kind of keeping it light and all of that stuff. You don't have to worry about all the other bullshit you see on social media. There, I wanted to mention that even though it's not in the show housekeeping.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we keep it cool and light yeah. around
2: here. I'm Cinemasyops there or Court Psyops, but you will find me in the Legion Discord. And uh, you can also find me on Facebook as Court Psyops, although I'm less and less active there, other than posting some articles that I read and podcast episodes I listen to. Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> fuck
1: Facebook.
2: <laughs> More or less. Do you have a diatribe, something you want to write, something you want to describe, something that you enjoy, some kind of link to a website that I probably won't click on because I think you're trying to steal something from me? You can all send that to cinemasyopscord at gmail.com.
1: How dare you try to steal our identities. <laughs> Let alone By the way, if you steal mine, can you help? Because I, I, I got a lot of problems.
2: <laughs> well if you take cinemasciops at gmail.com, that's gonna be a really weird one to take because that's not even my real identity, so
1: Yeah, that's a yeah, same. That's that's not gonna help anyone. What are you guys doing over there?
2: <laughs> while you're out there trying to figure out what it is you are doing over there, kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. So, you heard that?
1: Yep. And I'm recording. One, two, three. And everything's coming off well.
2: the <laughs> so waveform looks good and everything? Yep. All right. I just watched my counter click up to like 27, 28, 29 seconds, 30, and so forth, and et cetera, and et cetera.
1: <laughs> et cetera and etc. <laughs> uh, you get nothing! <laughs> you get nothing! Nothing, sir nothing <laughs> et, cetera, et
2: cetera yeah sorry i just every time i say et cetera, i think of that scene where he freaks out I,
1: I, same i every time <laughs> i think of it yeah
2: Alright, so Juan the beginning of the end? Yep. Alright, um, I actually got music for this week. Uh, you gave me just enough time to be able to find some stuff, and so hey, right. we can do pretty much a full-blown episode. I think we got plenty of time to be able to do that. We started relatively early, so compared yep. to last week.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? No shit.
2: <laughs> yeah. Alright, so let's <laughs> rock and roll, alright? Let's do it. Okay, here we go
1: hold on a second give me one second now sure all right my laptop just decided to make a lot of noise there uh anyway
2: oh that's not uh, scary
1: no that's not scary at all but let's just get through the show uh it feels cool so we're all right if it was really hot i'd be concerned shh, shh, that could have just been something weird running yeah uh so anyway uh okay i'm sorry uh go ahead if you had i'm i'm done, else, I'm done. you're yeah. done After all right, saying uh, it's a
2: motif i'm done <laughs>
1: when they're kind of looking around they're all like i mean uh you know they're all uh,
2: sorry one two three it's like that sort of glassy-eyed um just not their stare that you get from someone that is blackout drunk on their feet and you know that they're not there anymore you know yeah (laughs) which i've seen way too much in my lifetime
1: right hey listen i told you i'm sorry i sent you selfies just you know. settle down
2: <laughs> i've never seen you blacked out like you're always there which is what creeps me out about the amount that you can actually consume and still be there
1: motherfucker i'm uh i'm a next level kind of guy
2: you come from a long line of wisconsinite drinkers
1: that's also true <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus i'm a piece of shit all
2: right so <laughs> <laughs> that's not necessarily the case you just like your drink
1: well uh, yeah i'm kind of getting out of it believe it or not it's just kind of i don't know well yeah, it's just, good for you yeah it's just not as fun and uh, thank God, uh, you know it's a good cut, so it's none of that uh, weird ass <laughs> shit.
2: <laughs> the Hindi cut or the Hindi the audio Hindi dub? Cut. Yeah, the Hindi audio dub.
1: Because that uh, that was uh, that was terrible. <laughs> did uh, you
2: did you watch the film again without that when I got you the new copy?
1: I have not gotten a chance to. No, just because shit's been nuts for me lately. No, I understand. So. Yeah,
2: I just was hoping that you got a chance. Okay, go ahead, man.
1: I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try I'm gonna, I, because I really want to.
2: They literally fridged her.
1: Ah. <laughs> the fridge. Uh, you can say she's on cold ice.
2: Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Not that that was too far, just that it wasn't good.
1: I know. All of that. Uh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is basically if you put the timeline in order, right? I did the research, and by research, I mean I looked up Wikipedia, but yeah. um, the...
1: Well, I'm about ready. If you want to wait, I got the timeline at the very end of these notes.
2: Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll compare and contrast at the very end of the movie. I think that's a really great way to do it. I'll wait. <laughs>
1: Oh, shit. Hold on. I mean, I, I got to do a part here. I totally passed over.
2: Um, I'll punch so. that in because I was talking so much about how good she is at scrubbing the video, and I'll I'll fix it. All right. <laughs> and then the rest will get excised to the outtakes. There you go. Hey, I want to grab a drink and hit the bathroom. You want to do the same, and then we'll come back and come in? Sounds good. All right. All right. I'm back. Cool. All right. So three, two, one, music where all those great (laughs) moons, all the the great what (laughs) all them great memes (laughs) it didn't sound like that's the way you said it before but that's going to be an outtake but anyway
1: uh
2: figure out what it is you are doing over there kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch (laughs) (laughs) i had nothing else i didn't know what else to
1: say fuck it what else (laughs) i don't know what else to say either so i'm fucking stopping this recording because it's over